0: Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 as we explain and explore biblical prophecy. And today we're going to be talking about how to escape the intoxication of Babylon. And you're wondering, what in the world is he talking about? In the book of Revelation, chapters 17 and 18, has an extended warning of a demonic world system seducing the nations, the national rulers, uh, world commerce. In fact, the populations of the world, it was called Babylon's wine, is intoxicating people so that they in a sense, losing their reason and being sucked into a system that is antichrist. And Revelation 17 and 18 contain this strong warning about Babylon. And just so you know, you just turn the page to Revelation 19, it talks about the second coming of Christ. So the importance of this is important in every age, and it intensifies towards the end of time. Now, When St. John wrote the book of Revelation, Babylon hadn't been around for about, what, five centuries or so, and Babylon hasn't been around for now 2,500 years, about. And yet there's that stern warning that you would be very smart to heed because, as I explained in our previous episode when I introduced this whole concept of Babylon being a current world system... It's like the movie, The Matrix, where uh, people are connected to this false system and they don't even realize it. And so we have a very stern command in Revelation 18, verse 4, that I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. In other words, you've got to separate from Babylon lest you take part of her sins, let you share in her plagues, for her sins have keep high as heaven, and God's on his way to judge her. So separate. Now, there's a precursor in the Old Testament for this. Remember, St. John was writing in the first century. Well, Jeremiah was writing while the captivity in Babylon, the actual Babylon, was taking place. The nation Israel, was uh, sinful, and the people in Judah, the southern kingdom, were deported as prisoners and taken to Babylon for 70 years. But after their freedom was announced, guess what? Hmm, you know, pretty comfortable here. I mean, you know, it has all the creature comforts that we didn't have back in Israel, and there's a lot of prosperity here, and we didn't have quite such prosperity back in Israel, and you know, we kind of like it. We're kind of settling down, and Jeremiah had this to say in Jeremiah 51, get out of the midst of her. Let every man save his life from the fierce anger of the Lord. Get out of Babylon, and so both Old Testament, the actual Babylon, And then in the New Testament, you have the same exhortation, and this is a command, this loud voice from heaven, get out of Babylon. And I'm making the claim very strongly that Babylon still exists. When John was shown Babylon in a vision, he marveled greatly, and the angel showing it to him says, why marvel? This has been around. Why didn't you know this? Why didn't you see this? And John was a holy man. So the question is in our day, well, where do we go? Come out of Babylon. Where were we supposed to go? We're we supposed to move someplace? What are we supposed to do? And if you get the answer to how we come out of Babylon, you could strengthen your fundamental calling as a Christian in this world it starts with Luke chapter 3. In Luke chapter 3, Luke is quoting from Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40 is, like Jeremiah, talking about the return and the restoration from the Babylonian captivity, except these words from Isaiah 40 that begin this whole return and restoration passage is quoted at the very launch of Christ's ministry. In Luke chapter three, it begins with, as it is written in the book of Isaiah, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And it talks about every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill be brought low. In other words, it's like making a superhighway out of Babylon to return to Jerusalem. Now, Dr. Beale, who you know I I appreciate a lot for his understanding of the book of Revelation, and one of the prime reasons why, his expertise is how the New Testament uses Old Testament citations. And he says you need to dig into the Old Testament citation to see the context to understand its implication in the New Testament. And so the Old Testament context, again, is coming out of Babylon and returning and restoring the nation Israel. And Dr. Beale says these verses from Luke chapter 3 are basically the key to unlocking both the gospel of Luke and Acts. Luke and Acts were designed to be read together. And what's it talking about? Prepare the way of the Lord. Now, there was no such thing as the Roman Catholic Church by that title as the early church started. In fact, um, it wasn't, to my knowledge, at least I don't have any written record of it, and I have a pretty good collection of the early fathers, there's no Christian church. The earliest Christian church, description of what Christianity is was simply this, the way. The church in Acts was called the way. And where did it come from? Came from, well, Luke chapter 3 and verse 4, prepare the way of the Lord. Where did that come from? Isaiah 40. What's that talking about? Coming out of Babylon. And what happened is that the Jews got very comfortable in Babylon, and only a remnant returned willingly, and the rest were very happy to stay there in bondage. They were prisoners deported to Babylon, and they just accommodated themselves. They settled down. And what is this all saying? That Luke is beginning with this quote from Isaiah 40. It's returning from Babylon. What is John saying? Come out of Babylon. Why is Christianity described as the way? Why does the Didache? The Didache is simply a a word almost straight from the Greek, means teaching. The teaching of the twelve apostles, and it's one of the if not the earliest or one of the earliest writings we have outside the New Testament. And it begins with, there are two ways. And you've heard me say in probably uh, this Luke 21 broadcast and Faith and Family broadcast, if I had a youth group today, one of three components I would use would be the Didache and teaching these two ways, because this is the concept. The exhortation in the end of Revelation, as things, the Antichrist is doing his thing, um, the evil spirits are re-released in the world for a short time before the second coming, and the warning is, get out of Babylon. How do you do that? You take Christianity not as a Sunday thing or a, I don't know, uh, kind of a religious little compartment of your life, but it's it's a way of life, and there's two ways. And particularly young people today, it just seems like, yeah, I can go scream and cheer a pope on a World Youth Day, and then I'll go sleep with my boyfriend or girlfriend because everybody doing is doing that. No, there are two ways. One way leads to death. One way leads to life. One way leads to destruction. One way way leads to eternal life. There are two ways, and Christianity is the way, and the idea is the return from the Babylonian captivity is, in a certain sense, very much ongoing in the New Covenant. It's only a remnant returned, and the whole Christian life is this coming out of Babylon following Christ as the way. In Revelation 17— Babylon, is called Babylon the Great. In Daniel 4, remember Daniel was a prisoner with his fellow companions in Babylon, and the pagan king Nebuchadnezzar says, this is not this great Babylon. The same words that John is using. And what did Daniel do? He couldn't leave, you see. He couldn't leave physically. So the question is, where do we move to? New Zealand or someplace? And Um, you know, how do we get away from Babylon? Well, Daniel is the model for doing it. How do we survive in in a world intoxicated by Babylon's influence? Well, Daniel couldn't leave, but you notice he didn't eat the king's food. And that's not because he was a health food fanatic. The food would been, particularly the rich meats, would have been offered to idols before they're cooked and served. And Daniel wanted to separate himself from any form of idolatrous religion, and so he and his companions only ate vegetables. They wanted to separate from that. And you think, well, okay, well, you know, my butcher isn't offering the meat to idols, but let me tell you something. Right here in the good old USA and every other nation on earth, there is a tremendous, tremendous wave of idolatry coming over us. you might think, no, I don't see idols around and little you know, stone worship centers up on the hill here and there. I guess some pagans are doing that. The essence of idolatry, all you have to do is separate the first letter from the rest of the word. Idolatry is i It's a focus on self and self-centeredness and self-will and self-determination and self-morality. And that is where the modern world is turning. That's the second way, the way of death. That's not the way. And the way you come out is making someone else other than yourself the center of your life, the center of your moral determinations, the, the center of your judging what is true and what is false, and that center is Christ and not the self. That's the essence of it. St. John Paul II said in 2003, the sort of modern thinking has led man to being considered as the absolute center of reality, a view which makes him occupy falsely the place of God. And he says American culture, and I would include Amer- um, European culture with that, gives the oppression of a silent apostasy on part of the people. And that's it. Making ourselves the absolute center of things. That's a way. And it appears to many in our world that's the only way because that's the way isn't everybody going? No, there's another way. It's called Christianity. And that's where we have to determine that that's the following we're going to do is the Christian way in the midst of Babylon. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 339 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.